We're talking today about six words that will set you free. Six little words that if you make them a part of your life can really help you live and find joy in life. We're going to talk today about forgiveness. I know forgiveness can sometimes be hard. It can be sometimes difficult for us to let go of. We can carry those hurts around and we can hold grudges for a mighty long time. I want to tell you a story. Um, I don't know if it's really true or not, so we'll just call it a preacher story. But there was a fourth grade teacher that wanted to teach her children about hate and, and sort of what it does to you. And so she told the children, I want you to bring a plastic bag with a tomato in it for every person that you hate. So the next day, the children came. Some brought one, some brought two, some even brought four or five. And she said, okay, here's the game that we're gonna play. I want you to carry this bag of tomatoes around with you wherever you go. You go to the bathroom, they go with you. You go to the shower, they go with you. Everywhere you go, I want you to carry this bag of tomatoes around because they represent somebody that you hate. And so after about three days, the students were like, do we have to keep doing this? My tomatoes are getting heavy. They're starting to smell bad. They're getting rotten. People don't want to be around me because they smell. And she said, just keep going. Just one week, a few more days. So they finally got to the end of the week and the children were delighted to be shed of their tomatoes. And the teacher looked at them and said, you know how those tomatoes got hard to carry around? You know how they got smelly? That's what happens to our heart when we harbor hate in our heart, when we hate others. And it's true. You've probably seen them. Those people who really harbor hate for someone or something in their heart, I don't think they have an actual odor, but people probably choose not to be around them because this, they've got this hate in their heart. And so I want to read a couple of texts, three, from Scripture that talk about forgiveness. So there's lots of them in there, but these are the three I've chosen. The first is Colossians. We kind of come into the middle of it where Paul's talking about how we need to treat one another. Bearing with one another and forgiving each other. Whoever has a complaint against anyone, just as the Lord forgave you, so also should you. Now, there's a theme to these three texts, so I want you to see if you can catch on to it. Luke 17, 3, 4. Be on your guard. If your brother sins, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times a day and returns to you seven times, saying, I repent, forgive him. This last comes out of sort of the part of where we get the Lord's Prayer. Matthew 6, 
14 through 15. For if you forgive others for their transgressions, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, then your Father will not forgive your transgressions. Do you get the theme? Forgiveness as a follower of Jesus Christ is not an optional event. Because we believe in Jesus Christ, we are obligated to forgive others, period. I mean, Scripture even says, if we don't forgive others, the Lord will not forgive us. Forgiveness is not an optional event for those of us that choose to be followers of Jesus Christ. Now look, we can carry this stuff around with us, and it can begin to stink, and it can make our hearts hard, and it can foster in us not good feelings. But the truth of it is, and I have found this in my life, if I walk around holding a grudge because you did something to me and it hurt my feelings, I'm like walking around, oh, I'll show them. Boy, I will be really mad at them, and I'm going to carry this around with me. I don't know if you've had this experience, but in my life, most of the time, those people don't even know I'm mad at them. I mean, there is no punishment for them for me carrying this thing around in my heart. It just is hurting who? Me. It's hurting you if you carry those things around in your heart. I mean, sometimes the children's sermon is the sermon. And she got it right. We all make mistakes. So with that in mind, the first of the six words I want to talk to you about is I am sorry. But those are great words. We all make mistakes. We, we all mess up. We all hurt other people by our action or our inaction. Sometimes we do it on purpose. Sometimes we do it on accident. And it can start best with an apology. To say, I am sorry. Now, in the other service, there were about four people that might remember this movie, but um, you all will remember this movie. Um, Love Story came out in 1970 with Ryan O'Neill. And I don't remember who the woman was. Allie McGraw. Allie McGraw. That was Allie McGraw. <laughs> the stupidest words in the history of moviedom were uttered in that movie. Love means never having to say you're sorry. Horse hockey. <laughs> Love means you're saying I'm sorry all the time. Never <clears throat> have I heard such crazy words. I mean, I apologize to my wife once every five hours because I know I've done something wrong. Right, honey? Everyone needs to apologize sometime. Even parents need to apologize. I've apologized to my children. Hey, ouch, I really messed that one up. 
I'm sorry. But, but here's the deal about an apology. Take it from an expert. You have to mean it. It has to be sincere. I mean, I'm sure you've heard some of these lame apologies. I am sorry that you felt hurt by what I did. No, that's not a good apology. Or how about this one? I'm sorry that you're so sensitive. No, take it from a veteran. That is not a good apology. Or, or this one, sorry I may have done something that hurt you. Or my favorite one, I'm sorry you're such a jerk. These are all not good forms of apology. For, for an apology to really be effective, you have to do these four things. First, you have to recognize that what you did hurt someone. Now, sometimes that can be hard to understand, but, but you have to recognize that what you have done has injured or hurt that person in some way. If you're in your head going, oh, wait, you're just too sensitive, you're, you haven't gotten to that place where you can sincerely ask forgiveness. Second, you have to really feel bad that you did it. I mean, you've all like had your siblings, your children fighting. All right, you tell little Johnny you're sorry. I'm sorry. No, you're not. You have to really feel bad about what you've done. You have to confess and accept responsibility. I did this, and I'm sorry. And lastly, you have to make a commitment to change, to not making the same mistakes over and over and over again. Let me give you an example of how it works. So I go sailing on my boat by myself. Sometimes my dog comes, and she's great company, but if I fall off the boat, she's not going to be very helpful. She'll just kind of sail off into the sunset without me. Makes my wife nervous that I'm out there sailing on my boat in the middle of Galveston Bay by myself. And so what we have worked out is that I will text her when I leave the slip, and it's like I'm out. And then I promise to text her when I get back to my slip, I say, I'm in. Well, a few weeks ago, I was sailing, and I came into my slip, and a boat neighbor needed some help with something, and so I ran over to go help him with something real quick, and I left my phone on the boat. And so I went over, and I helped him, and he offered me a cold beverage of some sort, and um, I sat there and visited with him. And I had a great visit. And I get back to my phone, and there's like five texts. Where are you? Are you okay? I failed. I failed to hold up my end of the bargain. And so I called her, and I said, you know what? This is what happened. This is the mistake I made, and I am so sorry. And you know what she said? I forgive you. Such beautiful words when we have done something to hurt another. That's the other 
three words that can make your life so much better. I forgive you. Now look, I understand that people can cause you heartache. They can cause you pain. They can make you angry. But, but the truth of it is, it's like those tomatoes. If we hang on to it, it just sort of sits in our heart and festers and rots and does nothing but hurt ourselves. We need to release it. We need to let it go. We need to say, I forgive you. God offers us forgiveness for our sins. But we just read these texts. It comes with a price. It's our obligation to forgive others. Hard stop. There are no buts. There are no ands. There are no ifs. Now look, forgiving people doesn't mean you have to be a doormat. It doesn't mean you can let the same things happen to you over and over and over again. If somebody is doing wrong to you, you can forgive them and extract yourself from that situation. So forgiveness doesn't mean you don't use your head. Forgiveness means that you let it go. I'm sure some of you have had some experience like this. When I was a teenager, I had a, a female friend that I was sharing some feelings that I had and some issues that I had with my current girlfriend at the time, and I thought she was solid. I thought I was giving, uh, talking with her in complete confidence and privacy. I know this never happened to you. But turns out that this girl was talking to my girlfriend behind my back, telling her, all, and it crushed me. And it was not something for me to be really easy and let go and say, I forgive you. I get forgiveness can be hard. Sometimes it can take time. It's not like, oh, yeah, I forgive you. I mean, in some cases, you've really been harmed. You've really been betrayed. And it's okay to say, I want to forgive you, but it's going to take some time. I had an incident in, in my life where I was hurt financially by people who were willing to cheat <clears throat> and to steal and lie. And I hated them. I was angry at them. And I remember I had a Sunday school lesson somewhere along the line about forgiveness. That it's not an option. You have to do it. And I remember like yesterday, the first night in bed when I asked God to help me find a way to forgive them. It was like acid in my mouth. And I prayed. 
I, I prayed that God would work in their life. And it was just nasty in my mouth. The words could barely come out. But I prayed the next night, and 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 weeks I prayed this prayer. Help me to forgive them. And in time I did. I get that it can be hard to forgive. I'm sorry. I forgive you. Important words to live your life by. So I was recently at a funeral, and he was sort of a, an acquaintance, I guess I would call him. I'd see him, oh, probably eight or nine times a year. And it was in a circumstance where it was usually just the two of us, and we could sit and chat. And as a pastor, there's this both curse and blessing that happens in your life. People are willing to open up and speak to you about things in their life that they wouldn't tell Joe Schmo about. And it's both a blessing and a curse, because sometimes you're like, no, I don't want to hear that. But, but over these 10 years that I knew this guy, he shared with me that he had spent some time estranged from his eldest son. That he had spent some time estranged from his brother. Years went by in which they didn't speak because they were angry with one another. Fortunately, he, he made amends with, with everyone At his funeral, his celebration of life it was, both spoke of this lament, this time that was lost in which they were estranged because neither party would say, I'm sorry or I forgive you. Years were lost in their relationship because they were both stubborn, hard-headed jerks and nobody would give. Gone. So my question for you today is who do you have to say I am sorry to? Is there someone in your life that needs to hear those words from you? I'm sorry. I'm sorry I hurt you. I'm sorry I did this. I'm sorry I haven't forgiven you. Who needs to hear those words from you in your life? And who needs to hear the words from you I forgive you. What hurt are you holding on to that is like a rotten tomato in your heart that you're refusing to let go of because you're being a stubborn jerk? You can't say the words, I forgive you. Who needs to hear those words? Don't end your life 
with a lament, a lament for, for lost years of separation. Because you wouldn't say, I'm sorry. Or because you couldn't quite get to forgiveness. I'm sorry, and I forgive you. You live your life with these six words on the tip of your tongue and in your heart. You will find a joyful and healthy life with those around you. I'm sorry, and I forgive you. Who needs to hear those words today? Let us pray. Gracious and almighty God, we recognize that your forgiveness of us comes with a price, and that is for us to be willing to forgive others. But Father, that can be so hard for us sometimes. Write these words on our heart. I'm sorry, and I forgive you, that we will be quick with those words for those around us, those who harm us, and for those that we harm, for we all make mistakes. Father, we thank you for your forgiveness, which is so available to us. Give us the strength and the courage to forgive others just as you have forgiven us. We pray this in Jesus' holy name. Amen.